What is up, guys? You're tuning into this Okiru podcast. I'm your co-host Jasper, and we thank you so much for spending this time with us. We hope you enjoy this episode. Make sure to follow us on our socials at Okiru Apparel on Instagram, Okiru on Facebook, Okiru on YouTube, and also Okiru on major platforms such as Spotify and Apple Music. Thank you so much for spending this time with us. We hope you enjoy. Okay. Alrighty, alrighty, boys. Are we ready for this? We got Richard back in the house, and this time he's in person. Podcast, in the flesh, man. man. In the flesh. <laughs> How's it feel like to be in the podcast setting now? Before we were doing Zoom podcasts, what's the difference now? What's what are you feeling? Man, I feel like a huge amount of energy coming in. Not only that, mate, just want to say congratulations and I'm oh. really happy. <laughs> I was expecting that. Thank you. I, I, never, that. I never got the chance to say it in person. So, you know, what I can do is I can do. But um, all I can say is, man, like life has changed so much over the two years that we've we've actually lived in this world. Mm-hmm. And it's just like looking back in time, it's like, what have we really missed out on? And what have we actually done in those two years that's gone by? Mm-hmm. So being here right now, I'm just like, wow, dad, and I just, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know how to feel, but I'm just like overwhelmed. <laughs> Everything feels so good right now. It's a good overwhelming, by the way. So nice. It's nice, a pleasure nice. to have me. Thank you, boys. What's the, what's that feeling of good overwhelming? Like, can you describe that for us? Whoa. <laughs> hey man, I know you. I know you like to talk. Don't be shy now. Look, I don't know. It's like I think one thing I had to do with myself was to just put myself in pause mode. So the past two years was just like learning and growing, right? And learning and growing, one or two things I took up was reflecting. Mm. In those reflections, I realized I think too much. That was a problem. I, mm. I think I even mentioned to you at one point, Jasper, oh, a few times, not just one, <laughs> a lot of times. So it's like my reflections kind of like reflect back onto me on what it is that I do mm. and what it is that I hear from other people and what it is the feedbacks they give me. So having to be in a position where I'm reflecting and seeing seeing myself actually act the way I do, what am I thinking about? Like, if I'm thinking about something, am I doing something towards it? If I'm doing something, am I doing something to benefit not just myself, but other people too? Mm. So it's like, my thoughts kind of like had to kind of, uh, had to align with what it is that I do on a daily basis. And I saw so much within people that I didn't see within myself. So I had to kind of step back and I saw like, if I can create relationship with people, I should create relationship with myself. Mm. So um, what I started doing over time is developing that grit, that we all speak of also what it is that we're trying to build, right? Because that comes over time. That's what experience and that comes with relationship as well. In your experience that you would have noticed from your early ages, you, you had to do certain things in order to make yourself known. Also, you felt like you had to make yourself known. Okay. So building relationships is like one thing that I had to st- I step back from and actually had to do. When I say step back from, it's like, I never actually did it, but I thought I was doing it. Mm-hmm. So I had to take a side step and I'm like, oh, okay. I was doing it all wrong. Okay. <laughs> I've been making so many mistakes and I thought I was doing the right thing, you know, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And then um, seeing myself now and, you know, with those reflections that I've been having, how much, ref- like, how much relationship have I actually had with myself? How much relationship have I actually given others that took advantage of that I never benefited anything from? Mm. So the two years that's actually gone by, that's one thing I would have said I had to work on. Mm. That's one thing I worked on. Now, connecting people to me, I feel like it's easy, but it's not because you still have those doubts like, is this person going to like me? Am I going to say the right thing? So like, you know, it, it, it's like a new norm that you have to kind of like mm. adjust to. Mm-hmm. 
I want to go back. What, what you? What did you mean by when you're younger, you had to be, make yourself known? What do you mean? Okay, that? okay. So this is this is interesting, right? Mm. Okay. So when you're young, most of the time you're actually dependent on your elders, like mm. your parents, you know, your older siblings, mm. your friends, your teachers, you know, so and so. Now with that, because when you're with your parents, you see how they act when they're together, how they treat you. Right, so you're in the same rooms, like, oh, hey, jazz for us, like, you know, um, I'm, I want to cook something. What, what do you, what do you want to eat? You know, and mm-hmm. things like that. Now, mm-hmm. because Jasper tells his parents what it is he wants to eat, he's gonna get attached to it. That they're gonna always cook for me mm-hmm. until that one day comes, like, oh, Jasper, I want to cook. You wanna help me? He's mm-hmm. gonna be excited because he knows they're gonna cook his favorite meal, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a relationship that just formed. Mm-hmm. And until the point where his mom asked him if he wants to cook with her. He's probably like, oh, yeah, you know, my mom loves me. My mom actually does things for me. Mm-hmm. Now, in return of that, you would also do things for your mom. Until mm-hmm. that time, your mom doesn't do anything for you. Mm-hmm. Then you also start, you know, you also start adding, acting on your own. But you make mm-hmm. mistakes. And when your mom, like when your parents come involved, get involved with you making mistakes, you get upset. Mm-hmm. Because they've always supported you. Mm-hmm. That's what you've always seen. Right? That's what you've always known. That's mm-hmm. right. So in the early days, that's where most of the things actually happen mm. where you miss out on even like right now mm. even right now there are things that you probably did this morning throughout the day that you probably didn't pay attention to that could have actually ruined a relationship that you could have with someone could mm. be like a co-worker could be like a stranger that you just randomly meet on the street mm. right so how how you see yourself will actually reflect off other people mm. not so much what other people see of you that should reflect off them onto you mm. right Right. So a yeah, lot of yeah. introspective. You have to be mm. very, because you don't know what you're giving off to other people. Because exactly. you, yeah, yeah. Mm. That is a tough one to navigate, right? That's a tough one to navigate. <laughs> I told you, boys. <laughs> my, my, my mind goes wild. I know, but like, I feel like there's a lot of unpack there just from the beginning. You talk about reflection. You talk about um, growing up as a kid, like, and you yourself, you're a dad now. So how are you? using that reflections and implement the, implementing them with your child. Um, I know there's, you know, um, that French style of parenting, I forgot what it's called. It starts with M. Ah, sorry, um, I forgot it too. I'm sorry, you know, but I know yeah, the one you're talking about. I know uh, the exact one you're talking about. I don't know how to pronounce it. Like whenever people say I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. but it's that style of parenting, parenting where you, um, instead of doing things for your child, you let them do it for themselves and mm-hmm. do it through failing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much like what you were talking about, mm-hmm. how if your parents um, do things for you, you get used to that and have that expectation all the time that when those events happen, you don't have to do anything, mm-hmm. right? Because you're so used to what's been done for you that you've it's unknown how you do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think this t- style of parenting, I forgot what it's called. I've, it's all right. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I just let it see my time. Like, um, but yeah, you, if you guys research that, it's French style of parenting, right? Mm. And it, it's really influencing the child through that failing and through that process of learning. Like um, when I was talking about, about it with my partner, she was telling me about an example with a mom who... She, she has a three-year-old, but three-year-old already knows how to cook his own meal, right? Yeah. Wow. Knows how to cook his own eggs and stuff. That's incredible. Mm. And it's all that process of letting them do it and then, you know, tasting it and be like, oh, 
what's wrong with the flavor? And then you, you learn through experience. Just adjusting, right? yeah. Learn through and adjusting and adapting through our experiences. <clears throat> Pretty much what we're taught at an adult age and never at a younger age mm-hmm. from what my experiences are now is um, you get spoon fed, you get done everything for you by your parents mm-hmm. as opposed to now when you're older, they're like, learn through experience, right? And it's, just, it's so hard to transition because majority of your life, you've learned this one way of living when you have to learn something else to readjust to that period, it takes time. It takes time. Right? It like with yeah. anything, say you've been through an experience for like five years or uh, you've worked in some place for X amount of years and you move to a different role, hmm. you're not going to get to that role immediately. You're not going to learn that lifestyle, that work style immediately Mm-mm. because you've got a lot of unlearning to do while a lot of learning to do. Mm. like pretty much like relationships right Mm-mm. when you have an old relationship you have to learn and unlearn new things Mm-mm. when you get into a new relationship yep. you can't bring the old baggage into this new place Mm-mm. right Mm-mm. but that's where you learn that's where you unlearn it's through the experiences mm-hmm. correct um but in saying that like you know continue with that question like through your reflections about what you've found how are you implementing them with your son well with my son one thing he actually started doing on his own was he wanted to actually um go to the toilet on his own now don't mind kids like they hear things so they want to repeat it mm-hmm. when you say toilet he would say toy so mm-hmm. that's the closest yeah. thing he gets to it but if you hear it multiple times you understand it mm-hmm. it makes it easy for him because then you can actually repeat it multiple times that he understands that he will say toilet properly right mm-hmm. So now he's saying toy et, which is close enough to toilet. Again, it's mm. that repetitiveness that you're actually doing and you're implementing it onto him. Now with that, what I also noticed is that our relationship hasn't been as good if I was to say. And the only reason why I'm saying this is look, well, we go to work, we work eight hours a day. Sometimes, actually, when you look at it, you work longer than eight hours. You work like 10 hours a day. Mm-hmm. You know, in the morning, you have to get ready. You wake up before they do. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time we get to work, it's like, what, two hours or an hour already? Mm-hmm. And then by the time you finish work, it's like, what, you know, like 3 p.m. Or if you finish at 5, maybe mm-hmm. 4, 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> you'd be like wondering, like, what has my son done all day? Mm-hmm. What have I been started on teaching him? Mm-hmm. So most times when I get home, like, I hear that he's um he's kind of misbehaved. So, what what I realize is the mommy saying this. I'm not like actually um I'm not going against what it is that moms do for their child, mm-hmm. bro. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I love my mom more than I love my dad. Yeah. The mommy <laughs> saying that. I'm sorry, but it's yeah. true. So what I notice is he actually mistreats his mom, and he actually treats me with a little bit more of respect. He respects his mom, but because she's actually like always there with him, mm-hmm. it's like he abuses that love that she gives him, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, when is my turn? And I just look like, you know, just put my head up like this. You see him look down and then he'll try to look up again, trying to be cheeky, you know? <laughs> and, and it's like, you, you try so hard not to like, you know, like, oh, he's so cute. <laughs> but you can't help it. You do it from the inside, but you just don't, you try not to show it because it's like he needs to learn a lesson, right? So the way I do it is uh, I try to take a step back from my emotions. I detach myself from it. If he's done something wrong, fair enough, he's done something wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we've all, even mm-hmm. as, as adults, we always do things wrong. We just, mm-hmm. when we put our attention to it, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. take a step back. Yeah, so yeah. with this one, I feel like it's kind of easy because how I look at it, he's a reflection of me. 
but mm. I don't want him to go through what it is that I went through. Mm-hmm. Right. If I can give him a better life, I would. So when I hear that he misbehaves, the first thing I do is I take him into the room. Everybody comes and and like you see heads poking through the door, and I'm like, you know, because he's <laughs> like, hey, I'm having a private time. You know, it's like I just want to give him the time that he needs with me and him. Mm-hmm. I need him to understand a little bit of things from me. And what I do is like I just tell him like, so how was your day? And when I say before, he does speak, but then his words are not there yet. Mm-hmm. He understands me. So when I tell him, like, oh, so how was your day? Like, I ask him a question, how was your day? He says, oh, good. Um, so what did you do? You hear him sometimes like, um, shopping, right? <laughs> um, park, um, toy. So that means they went and bought toys from, like, you know, mm-hmm. shops. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, so did you have fun? Yes. I'm like, okay, mm, how was your behavior today? And hear him sometimes like, and I'll be like, behavior. So were you bad? Were you good? Were you naughty? Were you making ha- mommy happy? And you hear him, mommy happy. <laughs> or or, or mm, mommy say naughty. And, and I'm just like, hmm, what did you do? He's like, uh, uh, he's like, um, um, I picked this up and boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, no, man, what were you hitting? What did you do? So I let that conversation go. And at one point he mentioned that he went over to one of his family friend's house. Now, this kind of disappointed me because the way he behaved is he said that kid hit him, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what did you do? And he say, he uh, grabbed a toy and boom, boom, boom. I'm like, oh, why you do that? And he's like, you know, boom, boom, he, mm, mm, me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's all right, but you know, sometimes it's always good to, you know, you being the uh, smarter guy and just walk away, go mm-hmm. go to mommy, mm-hmm. you know, and just tell mommy what happened and that's it. Mm-hmm. And you hear him, it's like, okay. Literally, mm-hmm. he loves that word. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, at times even at work, I use this myself. It's like, <laughs> you get so used to what it is they say, you just, I can't t- detach myself from this, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, it's like just having that interaction with them, yeah, and letting them know that you understand where they're coming from. Mm. So through my reflections and what it is that I see myself, like where, my, where I see myself at right now with my son is I want to make sure that even though I never had that type of interaction with my own father, because I really haven't, like mm-hmm. I feel like I haven't, even though I do, I feel like because we never built that relationship, it hasn't gone to that point where um, what it is that he tells me, like actually gave me what it is that I have now. Mm. You know, and for some reason, I have to say, for some reason, I feel like I really don't know him. Mm. You know, mm. it's been some time now. It's been a long time, I should say. Mm. But all I know is my mom, bro. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, it's like when my son, I'm looking into actually getting him into childcare. And it's not so much because I want him to, you know, um, go to school but the fact that I want like not just like to learn and all but like I want him to actually be with other kids mm-hmm. you know interact with them like form relationships mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right, right form relationships just like yeah, yeah. yeah know, know what it is that um what's actually out there for him mm-hmm. and other than that what other kids are doing that he can also do but better uh-huh. right mm-hmm. so with that it's been some thought and at times like in the morning like this is on Saturdays and Sundays where I don't have work He'll wake up earlier before me, but most times he doesn't realize it's my head is up. When he wakes up, my head is up. So I look over and you see him like, you know, trying to get open the door. So the door is about this high and he's about yay high. Oh no, yay high. And when he reaches, 
the knob sometimes is slippery because you know when your hands are sweaty yeah? mm-hmm. so he misses trying to grab the door yeah and you hear me like <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes over daddy 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 outside outside yeah. so he calls his grandpa poo and mm-hmm. he calls his grandma pipi mm-hmm. so he say oh daddy daddy pipi pipi outside and i'm like you sure he's like yeah <laughs> so i open the door for him he goes out and then he comes back into the room because you know, he likes that relationship between his father and his mother, right? Mm-hmm. You always love your mother and father more than you love other mothers and fathers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what he does is he comes into the room and he says he wants to watch his iPad. So like, you know, those educational programs they have yeah. on you know, YouTube. Mm-hmm. So one morning I'm like, do you want to go to school? He's like, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, you want to read book? Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, all right, so go grab your book. I'll get your bag and we'll go to school and then he goes and grabs it and you know i'll put it in his bag i'm like where's your bottle he's like over there over there mm-hmm. i grab you know grab it off his hand put it in the bag give like put it on him properly and then you hear him when he goes outside it's like pee that's his grandma <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm going to school cool you know like, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah and i'm just like oh my god <laughs> so i let him go and after that, like, it kind of turned into a routine where he wakes up every Saturday and says he wants to go to school. Mm. And I'm like, no, you go to school every Monday to Friday. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And then, you know, like, just like letting him know a little bit of this mm. and that. And like, just that relationship to me, I felt like I had to increase it because I, was, I felt like I was only doing that like through Saturday and Sunday mainly because mm-hmm. Monday to Friday, most times I'd be trying to contact my family. My family's overseas, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd be trying to contact them like after work hours, after work hours because the timing difference are also when they wake up, that's when I'm almost about to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it, it was difficult for me to actually interact with my family here and my family over there. Mm-hmm. So what I had to do was like, you know, t- timing and all. Mm-hmm. So forming two relationships at once can be difficult, but mm-hmm. if you can manage one, the other one will be easy. Mm-hmm. So this one was the one I had to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Meaning like I had to establish, make everything seem like um, it was going smoothly. And then the other one, that was another one I had to work on. Yeah. But um, seeing my relationship with my family and having to hear the lessons that my mom teach me, like my reflection just like brought back so many memories that I've had that was bad. Mm. Like I came to Australia at the end of 2006. So in November, late November, 2006. Mm. And like first landing in Australia is like, wow, it's like a new country coming here the whole way through. I felt like I never slept, slept in the plane because mm. like so much thoughts were rushing in. Mm. And this is where I felt like most of my thoughts started to come in from. I started interrogating myself. I started investigating <laughs> in who I was. I started asking questions like, am I that? Am I this? You know? And then also my problem was I started listening to what other people were saying, which left me out of um, forming a relationship with myself from within. Mm. So, you know, leaving my uncle and auntie, you know, my cousins were there, you know, I'll be seeing them have that fun time with their mom and dad. Yeah. I never had that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I what it is I'm trying to instill back into what it is I have now with my son and my partner. Mm-hmm. So, you know, living my uh, my uncle and my auntie and my cousins, like I saw so much that they were doing as a family that I felt like I never had. Because, you know, that long ride coming from, you know, Africa to Australia, I never really had the um, experience of being in a room where all my siblings were, my mum and dad were. If my mum was there, my dad wasn't there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it was just like my mum was always telling us what it is that we need to know, what it is that we can do, what it is that we should do. Mm-hmm. So I feel like um, most of 
my blockage came from that thought in the plane where as soon as I landed, I lost touch with myself. Mm. And then, um, you know, I'm um, living in Melbourne, Victoria until 2008 for um, the majority of the time that I did. I saw many things that I shouldn't have seen as a kid. So I used to go for walks, with, you know, with um, one of my uh, family, one of my family related, uh, relatives. So I used to go for walks with him and he's a lot younger than me and he was a midget then, but now he's like, <laughs> and I'm like Bro, yeah. you, better you better get back down here, man. You know? So yeah. it's like, we'll go for walks and we'll go for like, you know, just visiting small parks here and there. And don't mind me saying this, but we'll bump into people who are a different color of us. So mm -hmm. like white, for instance, mm -hmm. um, for some reason, for some reason, we've always loved Asian. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> we felt like, I think we're like, we know the same thing. Like we connect yeah. to the same things, like, but you know, mm -hmm. um, so bogans, right? So mm -hmm. what one person said something to me and what they did what, after they said it, my English wasn't bad because, you know, in my country, in Uganda, mm -hmm. in the capital city of Kampala, when I lived with my auntie and her um, kids, mm -hmm. I actually learned how to speak English, mm -hmm. right? I only remember this because, like, you know, some vivid memories that you can't yeah, yeah. get, like, let go of. Yeah, yeah. Um, so living in that place, like, I learned how to speak English, and that's when I lost touch with most of, like, you know, what it is that I know. Mm -hmm. I knew how to speak, I think, um, Uganda, Luganda, mm -hmm. Swahili, um, Arabic. Oh, you see? <laughs> that, that's, like, for a language already. I don't mm -hmm. even know how to speak them anymore. Mm -hmm. So, not like, knowing, knowing how to speak English, I picked up on a few things that I shouldn't have. And this guy said something, racist. But me being young, I didn't know he was being racist mm. until he sent his dog on to me. Oh, yeah, man. bro. So his dog came, <laughs> and my first intention was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> you know, like yeah, we just God. took yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we climbed up a tree, mm -hmm. and you hear him come down. It's like, um, you know, it's like, "What are you fellas doing here?" Yeah. Like he's another term. Like, "What are you F mm. uh, B fellas doing here?" Right? Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, "Huh?" Like we're just going for a walk. Our mm. house is not too far from here, mm. and like after that day like i realized there were there were actually two different people in the world not so much the bad and you know like the good but so much as in you know you have a perspective and sometimes you shine your perspective on someone else you don't let yeah. them shine onto you yeah. so well can i just go slow on down a sec like let's, just, let's get back on track like you're, you're going you're telling deep, us your story deep, it's a great deep, story yeah like, i appreciate you sharing man like we know you've you have gone through a lot just from what you've said thank but, you um i feel like there's so much to unpack with what you said so you've obviously we want to we, we start talking about the reflection and with your kid um and what you've changed through your growth and relationship and now you've brought in another i think a good area to talk about is like you know you've been here for how long now over well, 10 years I'll, right? I'll, over, a lot over 10 15, years like 15, going 15 to 16 years? going to 16 16 years and when was the last time you saw your family? A while, right? Wow. Yeah. So it's that time actually when I first came to Australia. I feel like um I haven't seen my family since I was five years old. Yeah. Wow. So like yeah. you know, there's it, it all leads back to relationships. Man. It does. So, it really does. And obviously you, you've experienced a lot of uh, race racial abuse from people. Um, sorry to cut you off, but that I kind of put aside, man. Yeah, like I started looking at that as mm. something that I'm gonna go through regardless. Yeah, Everybody yeah. goes through it, right? Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter what nationality you are. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So as long as you understand and you know who mm. you are and you know who the other person is, 
you should just mm. break the difference. Oh, sure. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's try and get back on, like, I'm yeah, trying, because yeah, I know we can. I told you, my thoughts are wild. <laughs> no, no, I like <laughs> that. I love that. But, you know, just so we can... Get that focus on relationships for right? sure. Um, I want to. It's really good. We can go back to that reflection in Tom Bay and Child, but I think it'll be good for people, especially in this time, right? Mm. Um, a lot of people are separated from their families, right? And you haven't seen your family in so long, and a lot of people who are in different countries want to go back but don't have the ability to. How are you able to, you know, maintain that relationship with your family or? Um, you know, be able to stay, uh, how do I say this, like not so homesick or how were you able to switch up from that? How were you able to bounce back from those feelings? Because obviously it can take a toll on us when we're separated from our loved ones. So what did you, what did you do for yourself so that you could stay strong and, you know, keep on going? I'm sorry, but I'm gonna be a little vulnerable here, man. Like, you know, man, I feel, like, I feel like, I feel like even until now, I actually still do myself, which is, I cry because mm-hmm. I felt so distant from the people who I actually valued, mm-hmm. right? So I feel so lonely that I'll take myself away from the crowd, which that could have been my friends, that could have been my like mm-hmm. cousins, my aunties, my uncles. So. I take myself away from it because I see what it is that I want to have, but I don't have it because I can't call that mine, mm. you know. So it's it was well until two thousand and twelve, so I was probably in year nine or something. Mm. I was so distant from everything and everybody that the only thing I felt comfortable with was hearing the like negativity come out of people's mouth. That I put myself to try it. So I don't want to get too deep into that one, but. Mm. I um I started thinking, what can I do in this position? I, w- I want to spend more time speaking to my family. I want to know what it's like to spend time with my brothers. I want to know what it's like to spend time with my sisters, my mother, right? So the only way I could do it, because for a long time I felt like I was restricted from that mm-hmm. until I got a phone of my own. I actually um got my mom's number as like favorite, like number one favorite. Mm-hmm. Then I got my oldest brother, my second um, second oldest, third oldest, then my um, first oldest sister, then my youngest sister. As you can tell, I'm like in the middle somewhere, yeah. right? <laughs> so having those intact, right? So to, my sisters actually don't have phones. So the only way I can communicate with them was through my mom. Mm-hmm. And I had to kind of like break down everything that she's heard over those years mm-hmm. because what happened is she heard so many rumors about me and I'm saying rumors because they weren't true until I made it true, mm-hmm. right? So my uncles will be contacting her. My, um, you know, other cousins will be contacting her. My family will be contacting her. Let me just say family in general. They'll be contacting her and just giving her information what it is that I'm up to. They never tell her what it is that I'm doing good. Mm-hmm. So that's where like, I kind of grew that distance between my family, meaning, you know, this family here, my family over there. Mm-hmm. Now, being in a position where I had to make like the smart choice and also the right choice, do I disappoint my mother or do I actually prove these people right? Which is still going to mm-hmm. be the same thing. I made a mistake and I did that. But while doing that, I knew I also like, brought myself closer to her because now that she knows what it is that I'm doing 
and what it is that people have been telling her I'm doing aligns, at least I can try like, you know, get rid of that, you know, just throw that in the rubbish. Now, that was hard for me because all those times she was hearing those things, my relationship with her, I felt like it was like, it was like mm. across the world, even though we really are across the world, yeah. but literally it was like, I was scared to talk to her. Like, I didn't even know if she thought of me as her own son, mm. you know, like, what am I to do? How much is tell her that I love her without her having to try and yell at me? And she's never done that. Mm. What are the facts, bro? And I'm just like to her, you're too kind. Mm. And, you know, like in that conversation, she just told me, sometimes when people do things to hurt you, they're not hurting you, they're hurting themselves. Mm. But if you allow them to tell you what it is they want to tell you, you can help them in a way if they allow you to. Mm. Most times, my family here never allowed them to help me. Mm-hmm. So I just listen. Now, having to start work finally, like you said before, before we're getting deep, <laughs> like I want to get to the deep, like the deep end, which is where I'm at right now. Before I got a job, I wanted to, you know, provide for my family, which I couldn't because I wasn't working. I wasn't earning income, right? Mm-hmm. So when I got a job straight away, boom, bought myself a phone, like, you know, I think it was on iPhone 6 at that time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, bang, I got like uh, 516 or 512 gigabyte. Mm-hmm. I got that, bro. I'll be contacting her every day, even while I'm at work. I felt guilty for it, but that's what I wanted, you know? Mm-hmm. That's where I wanted to be. I wanted to be in a position where I can speak to my family, show them love, provide for them. So I was there and I started reflecting what was I doing wrong before that I'm doing right now? What can I keep doing now that, you know, like that will actually show my mom that this is who I've always told her I was because mm-hmm. in those conversations I had with her, I had to sit down with myself and actually ask me the questions. If you know those people said that, you know, all those horrible things about you, is that who you really are? Or was it what they wanted you to be? And then mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Why, am I, why, why am I telling myself this? You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, like, am I going crazy? And I just like pause and I'm like, okay, sweet. So if I can become a better person, but yet make other people see me for who I tell them I am, why wouldn't I do that? Because mm-hmm. this is who I am. That's not who I want, you know, who I am. What they're mm-hmm. saying is not who I am, but mm-hmm. what I say is who I am. Mm-hmm. So forming that relationship with my mom and all those positive things, and I'm saying positive for a reason, like, She's never said anything bad about another person or another mm. family. Even though they do her wrong, she just expresses herself. And I'm just like to her, mm. how do you do that? Why do you do that? People take advantage of you for no reason. You still, you, you're happy. And I'm just like, you know, I can't do that. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll probably try to do something, you know, to get back at them. <laughs> She's like, you know, sometimes you just have to let it go. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, a decision. I've never had to make one on my own mm-hmm. until that age, right? So having to go through both that horrible, you know, emotional tragedy that I went through and having my mom tell me all those things are inevitable. I love that word. He's actually the one that passed it on to me. Sorry. I just have to give him a shout out. <laughs> but, um, I, like I felt I felt so connected to her because it's like people do what they want to do. Are you not a person yourself? Mm-hmm. So 
if that person can do it, so can you, but you can do it better. Yeah. So why don't you do that? Mm-hmm. And that's when I just took out, you know, and I think that was the 20 seconds of courage or five seconds of courage that I took. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm not even going to care about what it is I hear about what people are saying. I want to have that relationship with my family. So I started talking to my oldest brother. At that time, he was going through something and I spoke to him for some odd reason. I put mm-hmm. his value in him. <laughs> Boom, that was a connection. And then my second oldest, you know, like we started talking. Sorry, I hear that he likes to, um, he likes to um, surround himself with uh, females. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how can I relate to him? Then I realized I had a few bad experiences with girls too. So I'm like, hey man, you know, this happened to me. And he's like, oh no, wait, me too. <laughs> that was one, you know, slap on the wrist. And I'm like, oh, I'm forming a relationship with my family. Mm-hmm. And then my uh, third oldest brother. And I'm like, this guy, um, he's in academics. So what can I actually go on him with? And also oh, my second oldest brother, he's actually like, um, you know, you know, sales reps, yeah, mm-hmm. like one of those top ones. That's mm-hmm. how I look at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So my third older brother, this guy, he's kind of quiet, you know. So I've been wondering, like, how can I connect with him? I, I don't really speak to him. I really do. And when I do, it's just like, hey, how you doing? How's your day? Mm-hmm. And that's it. And it was short. And I felt disappointed by that, you know. Mm-hmm. That's my own family. How can I not have a relationship with them? How can I not have a good conversation with them? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, sweet. So he's into academic. He's going to uni right now. Hmm. All right. So I'm like to him, hey, man, I read this book. He's like, oh, no way. What book is that? You know, I gave him a little bit of story about it. And I told him, you know, this is probably like, this is where I see myself in this book, but I'm not there yet. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, yeah, me too. You know, this is actually what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. So it's like we formed that relationship around books. It was weird, but we did it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hmm, I can form a relationship with my two older brothers. What can I do with my, older, uh, my younger sisters? Now, in between that, I had, to also, I had to actually also step back and ask myself the questions. This is where I'm at. This is what they know I've done. What is it that I really want them to know? Mm-hmm. So asking those questions, I, ask, I also ask myself, this is what I've done. This is what people say I've done. This is what I want to do right now. So wanting to do what it is I wanted to do, I kind of like stepped out of that shell. It's like a um, like a snail, right? Uh, growing that shell into a new one. Yeah, I'm like, hmm, that's me right now. I'm gonna just polish it up and speaking to my sisters. I got really emotional with this one because you know it's like I'm seeing girls in you know Australia, or I should say, you know, first world countries. They're like putting on makeup. They're dressing really nice. Like they're wearing bikinis. I'm sorry, I don't want to see my sisters in bikinis. But <laughs> what I'm saying is like I'm seeing them in these type, you know, like outfits. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen my sisters in it. I mm. felt like I've never seen my sisters happy. And I'm just like, hmm, what can I speak to them about? Then one of them actually brought their attention to me that they like fashion. Mm. And I, sorry, bro, mm. but I brought you guys in it. Even so though, even, even, even though we, we weren't in it, like you guys were like, you know, yeah. part of my life before. So pretty much what you're saying is to build those connections with your, your family or with anyone, you're just finding those things that they love. Right. That mm-hmm. also aligns with what it is that you've done or what it is you're doing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess that's what you're trying to explain, right? Correct. Just mm-hmm. for you know, yeah. shorter. <laughs> I understand. So that we can just get straight to the point, right? Mm. Um, yeah. So, how have you used that? So you talk about making connections with your family. How have you used that with people and building relationships with them? How have you used that with your family here? 
right? Obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, you can use it over there with your family over there because you, there's no other way to build that connection apart from the conversation, right? Correct. So what else, what other things do you do to build those connections and relationships with your family or the people here that you love? Mm-hmm. People just, here that I love. I just got to say, I, I really admire that you, the fact that you had that that um, realization that you didn't have that connection with your family back mm. at home and then you made you took the steps and courage to contact yeah. them like one by one just like oh you know and we know we've been distant but you know let's try to make yeah. this connection that's thank amazing. you thank yeah. you that's good like how many of us actually really do that because i know i don't like yeah i know yeah that's what i'm so thinking about myself when you're yeah. talking i was like having my own self-reflection yeah. <laughs> i was just like oh yeah you know i sometimes i feel so like i dis i distance myself from mm. my own family and i'm just like oh man like when when's the last time i made that one-on-one connection yeah. with them like what you've been doing so yeah just listening to you yeah, <laughs> it's really good like it's really courageous of you to do mm. that with your family mm. thank you yeah. like really appreciate that and i'm i recommend you actually try it mm. i'm not just trying actually just do it because you don't know what mm. you're missing out on your family can help you with so much mm-hmm. but um looking at it now and i actually try to create relationship with people Having to connect, like you know, having to connect the dots between my world and their world, sometimes can be hard because most people are arrogant, or I should just say they're having a bad day. They don't want to actually communicate with you because they don't know you. Mm-hmm. So how I will try it is just a simple hello. Mm-hmm. If I get a hello back, continue on, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but what it is that I try not to do is I try not to offend that person. But this is one thing again i have to say i have to point sorry i know the other <laughs> thing is coming back at me <laughs> look sometimes what it is that you do the other person will, will reflect differently oh. right mm. so if you're coming at them and just like saying hello and then they're like, oh hi and you're like you know mm-hmm. and you're trying to communicate with them they're looking as annoying so they yell at you what do you do do you react Oh, actually, Jasper, can you use that um, analogy that you used at one point? You know, the speeding one? Can you oh, use that? Can you use that one? Yeah, the speeding well, one. Well, the one if, um, you know, when someone spits on, the, spits on you, it doesn't make you angry. It doesn't make you mad. It makes you wet. Like, yeah. It's mm-hmm. just how something, an action is perceived and how it's received, right? Yeah. And that's like, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine at the gym. So it was talking, we were talking about um, relationship stuff. And I was telling him, um i'm not saying our, my relationship with my partner is perfect at all no it's it's i'm just talking from our experience and what we've learned and what we've we're doing with ourselves to build the best relationship that we can and i told him this i remind him like bro like i'm not a perfect man but i'm just telling you from experience from my relationship mm-hmm. but anyway to to continue with that story i just told him this he was having communication um like disconnection with his his partner mm-hmm. and the way he was communicating something it seems right for him for him he sees communication straight to the point no fluff but there's there's a difference between having compassion and boldness right you have mm-hmm. to have both right to mm-hmm. be compassionate and be bold at the same time I heard, you you would have heard this in that audio too right? yes yes it's being able to communicate it with that boldness, mm-hmm. but also understanding where that person's coming from too. Mm-hmm. So I told him this, that yes, you might be communication, communicating it clearly for you, mm-hmm. but obviously for her, she hasn't received it in the clearest way. And the way we communicate things 
we all receive it differently. We're not all built the same, mm. right? Depending on how we're, we've grown up, depending on what our environment is, depending on what our experiences are, all those variables, we're going to receive information completely different to how I would, you would, anyone else would. Mm. It's doing our best to send a communication in a way that can be received as clearly as possible mm-hmm. without offending, without creating those, you know, those ill will, without acting mm-hmm. out of emotion. And funnily enough, on that same day, I, I had communication stuff with my, my partner and it was just kind of a, like, well, it is happening, right? Mm-hmm. But we were able to communicate what we were feeling. We were able to communicate how it was received mm-hmm. and try to find understanding. And I realized that the way I was communicating also, mm-hmm. I was actually creating a fence, mm-hmm. right? But I believed I didn't. Mm-hmm. I was saying in a way of what I assumed mm-hmm. as opposed to getting all the information. Mm-hmm. And this is what we found through that is that through these times when something's communicated and you have an assumption of it, and it's not clearly intended that way. Mm-hmm. She told me, like, why didn't you inquire more? And I was like, I don't know. Because for me, I have to unlearn to not be defensive mm-hmm. in communication. If I have an assumption of how someone's feeling, mm-hmm. I'll go straight to that and go into the defense and mm-hmm. seem like what I'm saying is in offense. Mm-hmm. Right? She received an offense. Mm-hmm. So it was that being open enough to tell her and having the humility and vulnerability to say, look, I made that mistake mm-hmm. and also what you said wasn't ro- like wasn't wrong it was just how I received it because of what I assumed mm-hmm. right and it's so hard like I, as I said in previous podcasts I try to live by the four agreements um, or are they they have impeccable word don't assume um, don't take life too seriously or don't take things too seriously mm-hmm. and always do your best and obviously like sometimes I'm gonna fail mm-hmm. right? But we were able to communicate that mm-hmm. and to just treat it with grace as opposed to lashing out and be like, oh, like, why did you do this? Acting out of emotion. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to, it's so hard to learn that ability to not act out of, out of emotion, right? Especially as like males, like we want to mm-hmm. just be right all the time. We just want to mm-hmm. be like, solve everything immediately mm-hmm. um, and having that patience. And that's what I told my friend, like, mm-hmm. bro, like from what you're telling me, you're very, you act, you react to all the things that's happened as opposed to taking the time to just sitting through it and letting those emotions happen and then communicating as opposed to just letting those emotions control you. Mm. And it's just about identifying when we've attached ourselves to emotions, to feelings, that's when things can become so toxic. Mm. right because everything is reactive mm. and it's a freaking long process till i learn it and learn it just as everything mm. right yeah actually when you when you're speaking of like being in that same situ in that situation and you try to think about the, the entire time because you know it yourself but you when you when you're in the situation you don't act on the things that you yeah. know, know and you're just like oh how do you get through how do you find it like how do you stop yourself and be, realize mm. 
before it's too late that right. you know so, so when when that situation happened like my my partner already knew like something was up something mm-hmm. happened and i was just kind of away from the situation i wasn't present mm-hmm. because i was processing everything and i told her like sometimes when something happens and instead of trying to react like I previously would have done, mm-hmm. I I need time to process it. Like I needed to sit in it, mm-hmm. and sometimes I can't say anything. Like I'll just be, like, new, no, nothing said. And we had that conversation. We saw. We kind of communicated. We understood what happened. And then she asked, like, "Are you okay?" And I told her, like, "I'm still feeling this way. I just need time for it to sit. Even though we already like discussed everything." But then afterwards, it was just like, all right, I feel good now. Mm-hmm. It's it's so hard because it it takes a lot of practice in, you know what it is? Mm-hmm. It's removing ourselves from toxic environments as well. Mm-hmm. So one thing I know, gaming. <laughs> one thing I know, when I was a gamer, I was toxic <clears throat> as hell. Like, mm-hmm. and... You're just so aggressive, like, <laughs> like, what the heck, like, internet connection or this guy's so bad, like, yeah, my yeah. teammates are crap, like, and you start blaming the game, you can't, cause you can't do anything, mm-hmm. but you can, it's just about removing yourself. And one, one thing I realized, when I removed myself from that toxic environment first, and I moved to that re- self-reflection, like what Richard has done, mm-hmm. and really dig deep. You know, like really freaking understand who you are. Mm. We're not gonna fully understand. Like, I'm, we're all learning, mm. but it's really just being like, where, where can I grow? Where can I improve? Mm-hmm. What is wrong with me? What is creating those toxic environments? Mm-hmm. Where is am I detaching? Where am I creating rifts into people? Mm. Right, and then it's all of us are gonna find those things ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it was suffering. Like mm. I, I always tell this in our previous podcast like really put myself in times where i'm just like hating life mm-hmm. like i'm going for like i hate this mm-hmm. like, you just feel so good after mm-hmm. the outcome is beautiful because you get home and you're like oh thank god i can rest i can feel all the adrenaline and i can feel everything mm-hmm. and i can just think so much clearer right mm-hmm. and way i'm practicing it now is cold showers in the morning mm. well the past couple of days have been freaking like 13 degrees in the morning mm, mm, mm. i'm still jumping into those showers because i said to myself i need to suffer mm. I, I need to humble myself and then when when i get into the shower and like i'm ready to go about my day and then i start like the day with my like whenever i'm with my partner and I do this number of time, like it's just so much more grateful for it. Because mm-hmm. you're just like, wow, I get to spend this amount of time and start the day with the person I care about, the person I love, and I get to just like be there in that moment, remove mm-hmm. everything, right? Because mm-hmm. I haven't, su- I've already suffered that hard part. It's not even hard, like, you know, doing cold showers isn't, isn't hard at all. But there's that thing in our body that, because we hate it so much, mm. it feels like suffering, mm. you know? And it's, uh, I, I guess to go back to what we're talking about, how to remove yourself and detach yourself from the emotions, everyone is gonna learn differently. 
but what we can share is our experiences. So for me personally, it was going through those breakdowns and really digging deep in myself and also reaching out to people who were willing to listen to me, give me support, give me feedback, tell them, oh, hey, this is going on. What can I do, right? Gain perspective. And then it's also, you have to experience it. Sorry, Lance. We're back. <laughs> okay, we're back. Uh, just to finish on what we were talking about, I was just saying, like, from my experience, how I was able to be able to detach myself, it was just being reminded by other people, obviously, like, when you attach yourself to things, you are putting yourself in that place of suffering, mm-hmm. but it's not a place of intentional suffering. Mm-hmm. You're putting that place of dependent suffering, I would say, is depending on the situation i will suffer right mm-hmm. but obviously what the heck do i know i'm i'm freaking 26 years old man but i'm still in that growth journey i'm still learning but this is where i'm at this is what i've learned mm-hmm. this is what i've learned to experience this is what i've learned to share and the biggest thing to get out of the emotion especially I, i'm going to say this in the partner sense because i feel like this is the the place where it's is the most necessary because it's your relationship with your partner, mm-hmm. right? The person you love, whoever that may be. Um, that communication of it and really like trying to get clarity on what you've said and what's been said. And sometimes emotions will come, right? You can't help it. Mm. But it's through that growth of things happening, how you go stronger. And this is what I was reminding her. Obviously, it probably wasn't sticking at that time it was just this is how we grow our relationship we go through these bumps in the road so that we know where the mistakes and where the things we can grow from mm-hmm. without those things happening we're not gonna learn mm-hmm. we're just gonna let those things fester inside us and we're just gonna brush it under the rug mm-hmm. and eventually that rug is just gonna get so big it'll just pop out and it'll just start to slowly gain to our relationship mm-hmm. right but anyway, I was going to ask a question to you guys, but I think we got into a really good discussion before, like after the toilet break. No, no, no. It's, 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 <laughs> I'm going to put him in the shed. Okay. Yeah, no, okay, he's okay, not. Okay. He's just right there. And he's like, so Obi is just singing. So Jail's just going to be back. <laughs> There's another break. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god nah that was awesome but for real what you said about you know um, um the bridge yeah mm. it's so true bro because you never really allow the other person to actually express yeah. themselves you just you want to express yourself mm. but what you're missing out on is what the other person has to say yeah yeah exactly so. and there's there's always going to be you know, miscommunication some shape or form, right? Mm. It's never going to be a perfect communication. It's just about understanding, like, this is why I also reminded her, understanding, yes, we might have a miscommunication. Maybe times we might not be able to find a solution to what's going on before we go to bed. But mm. just know this, at the end of every day, I'm still going to love you. Like, that's the what I pull on myself, that I will love you regardless. Mm. And it's just being reminded of that, that what is 
at the the north star of their relationship it's that that love right mm. you love that person but obviously it's more than love for us like we we have that saying is like i love you more than love because it's more than that it's it uh, takes a lot more than just love itself mm. well look at it this way love you can actually <laughs> say i love you mm. but when you describe it you can't mm. Mm. right mm. So, yes, it's an industry. Sorry, go on. Indescribable. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, oh, yeah, that's something in that song, right? <laughs> Come on, man. You guys getting me off. <laughs> oh, no, man. <laughs> but anyway, as we were, I was alluding to is um, after the toilet break, we started having another conversation, an interesting conversation about we had this question we had on our social media, and it was, um, can you only grow through suffering? And eh, it's always stuck. It always comes back in our podcast, man. It does. It does. I want to understand from the person's perspective, other people's perspective, like why you can't only grow like through suffering, right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to understand it because majority of the successful people that I know, majority of the successful people that you see on social media have grown through the greatest suffering. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it mind boggles me how... And you know what? I don't know the whole world. Maybe mm. there are people who have been successful without facing suffering. Mm. We don't know that. Because mm. honestly, we see, like I heard this in another audio, is most of the time we're seeing people at their page 100 mm. of their book. We didn't see the page one. We didn't say the page 10. We see the highlight reel, mm. right? Mm. Because that's what matters. Mm. That's what we show everyone. Mm. So <clears throat> going back to that, it's, you know, how, what was that question you asked? Like nurture versus nature. Oh, yeah. So, we, yeah, that's to that question, if you can go only through suffering, mm. I was trying to think of the other perspective yeah. of people saying that you can grow without suffering and whether, you know, nurture, which is like people um, like taking care of you or like, I guess telling you what to do and stuff. Mm. Whether that's the perspective that they they're seeing it from, that they can grow through other, like a mentorship, mm. not through suffering, but like yeah. through a mentorship guidance. Yeah, guidance. guidance yeah, because right. I'm trying to understand the. Because for me as well is I, I believe you can only grow through suffering mm-hmm. because that's where you really truly learn and yeah. can grow. So obviously, like mm. it's hard to, for us to really think about because we kind of mm-hmm. have that bias already, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we can, I guess, we can have that discussion, and eventually, maybe we have someone who believes that on the podcast or have a discussion somewhere else about it. Mm-hmm. But I guess we can just kind of do the hypothetical and just theories on what could happen, mm-hmm. right? But in in saying that, like what you were talking about, that nurturing is that guidance, that mentorship. But it's what I was telling you before is. Yeah, they might might guide you and show you the ropes and the path, but it's not like they're picking backing you throughout the whole journey, mm-hmm. right? It's the like, hey, if something happens and you're struggling and you go through the suffering. It's those people you can turn to, the support groups, the the your support team, that um, your support network mm-hmm. that you can turn to and be like, hey, I'm going through this, I'm suffering, I'm I'm struggling maybe, <clears throat> and I'm going through challenges. Can you give me some perspective? Mm-hmm. I think I've, that's why I feel like nurturing is is it's not babying anyone through anything. It's mm-hmm. that hey, like I'm here for you to in whatever place I can be, but I'm not gonna 
hold your hand. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do everything for you. Mm-hmm. It's that I'll I'll give you the push when you need to. I'll give yeah. you the the support when you need to. It's just understanding that I'll be there for you, but you have to eventually do it yourself. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. the way I see it. Right? Yeah, exactly. Because well, you can only. Oh no, you go, you go. Well, you're not really gonna feel that fulfillment you're after, is it? Right. If they do it for you, exactly. You don't really know how to do it again if it happens. Mm-hmm. And sorry, just to uh, top up what it is that you're talking about, mm-hmm. mentorship is like, it's like when you get when you ask for guidance, right? Normally, those people actually had experienced it. So they can guide you, right? Mm -hmm. But also, if it's a mentorship group, as you put it, Mm. it's actually a lot easier because there will be so many people with so many experiences. Mm. One of them will relate to you. Now, Mm. that person can help you. Mm-hmm. If they can't in a, if if they can't in any shape or form because you're actually learning about yourself in this area, mm-hmm. now you know that you can actually pass this on to somebody else to down mm-hmm. the track. Yeah. So so go on. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry to jump in like that. <laughs> oh no, no, yeah. So uh, what was I gonna say? I don't <laughs> yeah. Um, now I forgot. <laughs> but you know, it, it's that the way I see it, right? It's why I said before is imagine you go majority of your life or you go through a long period of time where you're just constantly getting success, success, success without uh, that <laughs> success, success, success. <laughs> success. <laughs> it's, it's when that, um, when those tough struggles come, how are you going to know what to do? Right. Yeah. Cause we've, we've seen it. I, I, we've heard stories of people in those journeys who just get at it and just get massive success from the get-go. And then what happens is um, they they rise up so fast, but the harder they fall mm-hmm. because they've had so much success. When that failure happens, they don't know what to do, mm-hmm. right? That's why I believe that um, going through the sufferings, the failures, it's so necessary. It's part of that journey, right? It's I think it was John Maxwell who said it is the successful people are the have failed the most yes they've had the most failures out of all of us mm-hmm. they've gone through all the ex- majority of the experiences that we're going through mm-hmm. right and it's mm-hmm. that's why i believe it, it, it doesn't make sense to me it, it really doesn't because mm-hmm. uh, when something's always so good and then just one bad thing happens and it could be the biggest bad thing you don't have the fortitude the grit Mm -hmm. you don't have that you don't have those things because you develop those through suffering through tearing Mm -hmm. the muscle through tearing the through breaking you down Mm. that's why i believe when i had that biggest breakdown i've ever had Mm -hmm. i got stronger Mm -hmm. through it Mm -hmm. that's why i believe that to get through a breakthrough you need to go through those breakdowns you need to you need to Hundred percent. Go through hard shit, man. You do plasticity, man. That's what it is. Plasticity. You build your muscles. Yeah. The more you do, the stronger you're getting, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, especially at those early stages, it's when you're when you keep continuing to fail, you're building up that foundation as well. Right. Compared to those who rise really quickly and then they fail at the very top, there's no foundation to fall on. They're just like, oh, what am I gonna do? Exactly. I don't know. And then from there, you just like keep collapsing because you go into that Mm. loop of yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly right. And it's not like we're saying, oh oh, yeah, just because you're failing so much, you're gonna succeed. No, it's not that. It's it's a lot of other stuff that Mm -hmm. goes on, right? Mm -hmm. It's just because oh, 
I feel like a hundred times yeah, I'll eventually get it. Like if it becomes a pattern, it it's there's something wrong somewhere else. Mm. And you just have to figure that out. And it's in that process of learning and process of having your support networks. It's it's a lot of things. There's no one route to this like there's no blueprint, right? There's no handbook to it. Because yes, we can duplicate how people succeed, but we won't get there the same exact same way those successful people did, mm-hmm. right? It, it, you have to go through your own journey, mm-hmm. and it's going back to the relationships and the connections. Everyone receives things differently, mm-hmm. and the way I see it is, we ourselves are never gonna be in the exact same spot as any of us. We're not gonna see exact same thing as I see mm-hmm. because you in the exact same time, exact same space. You're not gonna see what what I see, right? Because mm-hmm. time is always it's constant, it's moving. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's collapsing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I stand here mm-hmm. in a spot and you stand there, you're not gonna see what I see. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not the same place and at the same time. It's it's different. Mm-hmm. It changes. Mm-hmm. So it's just about understanding that, okay, potentially this could happen. Potentially there's this path. A lot of it is just potential, but. It's again. It's all the doing, right? It's we might have all this knowledge and stuff, but without the doing, we we're doing nothing, right? Mm-hmm. But putting things into practice, <laughs> exactly. Put yeah. into practice. There's so much you can learn, but if you don't put it into practice, yeah. then it's just a waste, you know. Mm. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Sorry, guys. You guys are blowing my mind. Like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, man? Just started this conversation, bro. Well, nah, there's just so much value just added on to me. Just talking, you mentioned habit. For some reason, this came into my mind. The more you do it, the more it turns into a habit. So I can't remember who said it, but apparently it's a Chinese proverb. So when you do it once, it's a mistake. But if you do it twice, it's a habit. And sometimes a habit can actually be both good and bad mm. meaning mm-hmm. you're putting yourself in danger by not following through what it is you say so you, you tell yourself what you want to do but also if you put yourself in a field where like you know i want to do this every day like i want to exercise for instance you wake mm. up early you drink water first thing in the morning you know you have a good healthy breakfast and you do that repetitively that's a good habit there's also like bad habit and good habit mm-hmm. so yeah. thank you bro. that was like a good value mm-hmm. just placed onto <laughs> <laughs> now we're all adding value here man uh, the way i see it we all have value to give we all have value to share. All of us do. Like it's through our stories. That's one of the biggest things we can place value on people, right? Mm-hmm. So if I share my story to you, you might see it's valuable, but then to someone else, it's gonna be not valuable, right? It's just gonna be just another story. It's it's just about sharing what we have, and mm-hmm. hopefully one day we can connect with someone, right? Sorry, cut you off there. I actually like to look at it this way. If right now we're both listening to a story. Gerald catches, you know, the value in it and I don't, you know, let it down the track, whatever that you said, because I listen to what it is you're saying, it comes back down to me as value. And that, mm-hmm. like, that comes down with experience, maybe because right now I'm not going to what it is that you're talking to me about or you're telling both of us about, but the fact, oh, and everybody that's watching, you're not talking, you're like, I'm not catching on what it is you're saying because I haven't gone through what it is you went through just yet. Mm-hmm. But this one day I went through what it is that, you know, you were talking mm-hmm. about. Now, because you told me earlier, <laughs> And I never went through it. Now I'm going through it. It's like, mm. oh, yeah. now yes. I know what he's yeah. talking yeah. about. You yeah. know, it's like that aha moment. And how yeah. often do we have that, right? Mm-hmm. It hits differently. <laughs> Until you just remember that one thing that this one person says, oh, now I know what he's talking about. Now I understand. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So you yeah. never know when it, yeah, it might 
yeah, valuable exactly. to you. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Mm. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Appreciate you guys, honestly. No, no I appreciate you. Appreciate man. you too, man. Like, I mean, know you have so many stories, and I know you have a lot to say as well. But I'm, I know you have a lot to say, so I'm trying to kind of just like, hey, let's get back on track, bro, because I know you can like go into different. I appreciate that's why the mind is vast. Your mind is vast. It's a very vast mind, mm -hmm. right? And that's what I love about it. Like, you can mm -hmm. have so many different conversations, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think. One topic I really want to focus on and dig that deep in is relationships because that's not really something we've talked about a lot mm -hmm. in our podcast, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm just in a relationship now, just very, very new. Uh, Joe's married and you're in a relationship, you have a son. Like, mm -hmm. what's that like? To, how, how did it change when you were with your, your partner and all of a sudden now you have a son? well it's not easy man yeah like it's not easy but being in it how much do i really know compared to what it is i should know why do you feel like you should know something because well I'll look at it this way sometimes like you think you're a great soccer player but then when you go up against other players who's been playing for longer um long, longer terms than you have you just like yeah. I'm terrible mm. at this, yeah, you know. Humble yourself. Yes. Mm. So putting myself in that position where it's like, oh well, I didn't know I had to go through this. I didn't know how to do that. But um, being in a relationship, it's like I'm not in a relationship with myself anymore. Mm. So I should put my family first. But before I do that, I had to find myself. Mm -hmm. Now it's hard because. I make it hard sometimes like you know when there's like small things going through my head I'm, I put it against them but then when that happens to my partner I take it differently mm. you know and I'm just like oh crap I'm so sorry but mm. it's too late because just sorry doesn't really help <laughs> does it yeah so being where I'm at I would say I outgrew myself but I don't know what number I'm going to use right now, but I'm going to say over 50 years. I outgrew mm -hmm. myself over 50 years having a child and having the life that I have right now, mm -hmm. even though I should have known better because I predicted myself to know better, which was a problem. I cursed myself, which kind of like derailed me from actually mm -hmm. learning those things earlier, right? Mm -hmm. So I thought I knew what it is I want. But again, like talking about relationships, I'm going to relate this back to my father. Mm -hmm. So I put myself like, you know, I'm 50 years advanced in knowing how to raise a child because I thought, you know, it's easy because I was a child then putting myself in the position I was at. If I was a dad, what would I do? You know, if I was a dad, what would I do? And that just kept playing on a daily basis, in and out, in and out. And it never left me, but now having it, those thoughts actually help shape me for who I am right now. You know, I can actually in some way place value on my son without knowing it and the reason how i know i'm placing value is when he comes up to me he just gives me a random hug like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? but um like being where i'm at and having a child man you have so much resp responsibility mm -hmm. where you reflect goes back onto him what yeah. others reflect comes back onto him if you can't if you can't do what's the right thing which is you not reacting but actually responding mm -hmm you're going to push your child further and further back mm -hmm. so um 
having to allow them to learn on their own is probably one way to go. But having to also try to be there to correct them, not so mm-hmm. much as I know more than you, but hey, look, we all make mistakes. Maybe you can try it this way. Mm-hmm. It might be different to how you did it too. That's the reason why you're trying to teach them that lesson. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's not easy. Well, mm. how, how would you respond to this? Sorry, to like to having you know, yeah, like if I, being if I was to have you, a child, yeah, you being in a relationship right now, actually yeah. being married, mm. bro, like. <laughs> 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 well, to be honest, like if I was to compare being married to having a child, I think having a child is like a, a bigger learning mm. experience for sure. Because I always hear about having a child completely changing your yeah. life. And <laughs> it's, a, it's an understatement, but um, but yeah, it's just well because the question I was gonna, what I was thinking when, when you're when you're talking is how did you prepare yourself for like going through all that? Okay, I love this one. Yeah, the nine months. Yeah. <laughs> I have to laugh because there's so much that goes on within the nine months. So you'd be like, like let's per se, you'd be working, mm-hmm. and then your partner's pregnant. She'd be probably working as well, so she has to take time off work. So now there's only one income coming in, but then the bigger part is you have to prepare for someone. Mm-hmm. That's going to be like a miniature. You always talk about Jasper. You know, um, you have to prepare for like something great about to happen. How would you actually prepare for it? So I had nine months for it. I had a terrible habit up to, up until that point, up until I met my partner. And I'm not going to say she kind of rev- like revolutionized the way I live right now, mm. as far as to, uh, to be honest. Um, just being in the position she was in, I didn't know how she felt. So most of the time I felt guilty for what it is I was doing or what it is I've done. I didn't want all of that to catch up with her. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of like establish all that, you know, like all the horrors, all the traumas, all the things that I went through that could come back onto her. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't easy, you know, it's like having to clear your history. That's mm-hmm. not easy. Man. Mm-hmm. So um, next step was just having to like set a um, small boundaries between who I associate with and who I don't associate with. That again wasn't easy because mm-hmm. I surrounded myself with friends who mm-hmm. I guess um, I can't put it into words, but I think you have an idea, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like having all these boundaries set in place. How can I actually put myself in a position where I can say that I'm a father? This is my son. This is my partner soon to be wife I'm, i just want to make that clear oh. um, soon to be wife but how can i make this clear to her that i see her for who she is i don't want her to change for, uh, to be somebody else mm-hmm. i don't want to change myself to be somebody else mm-hmm. you know um lose ourselves in that process so i looked at it as all right so the first thing is what people always talk about what are you going to name your child right mm-hmm. so that was like a way where we could bond as well that's the way where we can bring our conversations back together as one um just having the small talks because you know you have your moments where mm. you make her mad she makes you mad <laughs> um she doesn't make you mad you always you doesn't make you mad but um, but um, yeah so it's like you know that nine month really like helped boost it you know what it is that we have now mm. but even after the nine month was over because i was getting myself used to that routine the habit mm. i wasn't there yet but i kind of had to look at this this is urgent you know mm. this is like a whole human being this is somebody that is going to look up to me this is like someone that i want to actually show respect to that can respect me back and the world can give respect to mm. so how can i do this in return and i was stuck with this question for months 
when he was born, I was kind of like disappointed because it was born on Tuesday. I remember this so vividly because I was asked to go back to work the following day. And this really got to me. So that's where like I felt the dis- uh, the disconnection between me and him started, mm. you know. Um, but having to build that relationship with his mom kind of helped me out because even though most times I was at work, she's at home with him. She understood what I was doing, trying to I, I'm trying to do for the family, mm-hmm. but he didn't. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't seeing me as much. So most times I come back from work, he'll be crying a lot and I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. But I prepared myself for it, thinking that I didn't. So most times, you know, try and just take him outside, like have a good look at the sunshine, you know, mm-hmm. the clouds, even though it doesn't mean anything to him just yet, because he's mm-hmm. getting used to the colours. Mm-hmm. Like taking him like that and, you know, having to feel his heartbeat and I'm just like getting in like getting in touch with my own emotions and i'm just like mm-hmm. i wish i could quit work right now i wish mm-hmm. i could do something to replace this and um you know just being in that same situation just like what more can i do mm-hmm. you know i messed up so much in the past that i had to fix just in nine months but in that nine months as well we were actually trying to care for him mm-hmm. now he's here mm-hmm. I guess when he arrived, that's when it mattered the most. Mm-hmm. And he's here and he's healthy and I'm just grateful, man. Because mm-hmm. we were preparing for him, right? Mm-hmm. And nine months the whole time, we're trying to like establish that relationship, you know, um, um, work on what it is that we can provide him, what it is that he can mm-hmm. do, who he's going to be, what he's going to wear, this and mm-hmm. that. You know, all those little small talks come into one and it really makes sense mm-hmm. once you figure it out. Mm-hmm. So... I can't describe what it is I felt, but mm. it's it's amazing. Mm. It does change you. I'm not gonna lie. Mm. It does change you. So. It's crazy, man. <laughs> like we, I don't know, just putting being having to learn all that within the nine months, and like yeah. to like instantly like be here. Okay, I was like, oh, I gotta. My whole life is gonna change in nine months. I gotta put my foot down and just figure everything out. Like push all that aside. That's yeah. That takes a, like a crazy amount of courage to do and to be able to do that. You know, like, I, I I listen to like how you like interact with your son, and that's like really nice because like mm. that's something. I guess I wish I had with my own dad as well. Yeah. Like you know, having that connection. So it's like it's a beautiful thing to hear that you're having that. Mm. How did you um with your own son like how did you know to to be like that with him did you, is it through like your own experiences or did you read in a book or did you learn from other people uh, actually or? actually that was through my own reflections it's <laughs> like um, um it's weird so they say you know um the baby actually looks like the mom but he has the dad's face <laughs> I see myself in him a lot, man. Like mm. I just see myself and he looks at me and I'm just like, stop looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, it's like, so this is what I was doing before you came into the world. And I, I don't want like it's not that I don't want him to experience it, but if I can direct him away from what it is that I went through, because you know, I really broke down, like I was really broken. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I said, his mom really helped me shape myself again. And I'm not going to say the same for him. I'm not going to say a woman's going to help shape you. Mm-hmm. But when you finally give up, when we were talking about suffering earlier, when you finally give up on what it is that's putting you down the most, and you're really ready to actually succeed and actually thrive and actually achieve and what it is that you want in life, mm-hmm. that fulfillment 
it's going to bring the joy out of you. Mm. And that's what it was that I saw out of his own eyes. And like, there's many more words I can use to describe it, but at the moment, fulfillment is what it is that I want him to have. So I never had it, and I felt like I never had it because of, you know, so-and-so and so, this and that and this. But now that he's here, what can I do for him? Mm. Just my own reflection, you know, just reflected back a message that I saw could be better, you know, and I'm not so much trying to live his life for him. Mm. I want him to live it on his own. I just want to direct him just a smidge bit, mm. you know, mm. and um, just... I just want him to be happy, man. Mm, that's mm. it. I just want him to be happy. Mm, that's beautiful, man. You're, good. You're a good dad, man. Yeah. I can already tell. I can already tell. Dad, I appreciate it. Man, you mm. get me emotional, man. Oh, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Dad, so loving. Like, mm. You know, that's... I say Joe Jr. coming along. It's my partner listening. <laughs> but, you know, you just think about that, right? We... For those who want to have a family, they just want, oh, I want to have a kid and stuff, but you don't, you can't really prepare for it until it happens, right? Like, mm. it's, I think what gets me emotional, how you were talking about, you just want to see them happy, and when they come into the world, it's like it changes you because you create this life, you know, with you mm. and your partner, and it just seems like the most beautiful thing, right? Mm. And it's, I had a question that I wanted to ask, like, how how do you know that you are the right person to be able to be a dad for your son? Mm. That's a tough one, honestly, because I would mm. say you won't know. You don't know. Yeah. Well, I guess to rephrase it, how, what kind of dad do you want to be to your son? In short probably the dad i never had mm. also a better dad than i did have mm. it's not going to be easy yeah. but as long as we're both in this together me and both my son or if i was to say a few years from now i also have a daughter or another son mm. i want them to see me as a role model yeah. someone that actually you know changed their life someone that actually gave them something to look forward to because mm. i felt like i never had that and if i can give it to somebody else of my own blood why not? Definitely. Mm. So, man, you guys are getting me emotional. <laughs> this. But, um, you get me emotional, man. Right? <laughs> it's, it's really something to look forward to. But, um, describing it in words, it's going to take you a long time because so many things can be said, mm. but it won't really, you know, make sense to who's listening to it. Mm. So, until you go through it yourself, it was just like, it would literally grab your heart like as if mm. so a bear is hugging it. Like, <laughs> I don't want to let go. No, <laughs> um, it's it's a it's a special feeling. Mm. Yeah, mm. it's a special feeling. Powerful man, powerful stuff. Powerful. <laughs> you know, I guess I like, asked about that because you know even we we've all had our phase of just having fun and enjoying it, right? Mm. But you'll grow out of it eventually. And I guess that's where I'm at right now is that I want to <clears throat> look towards that future now. It's, it, it's not removing all the fun. It's just thinking about like that, having a family, right? What's it like to 
how do I know if I'm ready? How do I, how can I know if I'm going to be the best father to th this, this being that's going to come into the world? How do I even know if I'm the best partner for my partner, right? There's like so, so much, I guess, anxiety around that to, to think about as well. I think with communication, you both can talk yourselves out of, mm. you know, that anxiety mm. feeling because being in the future doesn't really help, does it? Mm. And being mm. in the past doesn't really help either. So yeah, if you can't somehow establish the past and also set the future in between, you guys are going to mm. be just flowing through. But mm. um, what you said, you know, like you don't want to forget about the fun that you've had. What about if you can create more fun? Just because this wink, wink. <laughs> just, just, just because this being is here now, mm. you know, mm. you can actually show them around the world something that you yourself mm. probably wanted to do for a long time, yeah. you know. Mm. Sure. So it's like being in that, you know, like that flow. Mm. Just mm. it's here. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. Right? Let's do it. I think that's where I, I kind of get stuck in i get stuck in the future mm. and my partner is always reminded me, like just come back to, like i need to be, <laughs> be present here because I'm, I'm just like thinking like how can i do this how can i provide the best life mm. you know how can i how can i build these things for how can i provide those things and then whatever communication like i think you're scared because that's what i was too yeah. I, I think but i am I, scared i, I feel mm -hmm. like i still am yeah because that's what the feeling is I'm in that same situation because yeah. I was like, oh, right. I so relate to that because, mm. you know, when you mentioned about like being in the past, yeah. I'm very like future oriented, like all yeah. that thing. But because of that, I have that ang anxious like feeling of, oh man, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do yeah. that? And how do you, how do you stay in the present? Like, how do you like focus on having that flow that you That's talk true. about? How do you do that? Well, obviously for me. Mm -hmm. I'm very future driven like you are. I guess that's how we were in business, right? Because we're very future driven. But it's it's I'm I'm grateful and so blessed to have a partner who grounds me when I'm in that state. When and I'm there for her when she's stuck in the present. I guess for for us it's I'm anxiety, for her it's trauma. Uh, but then sometimes it switches, right? Sometimes I'll have a bit of trauma but then she'll have a bit of anxiety. Mm -hmm. But it's about being there for each other and then, you know, knowing how you could be the supportive person to e each other, right? The way I always explain it to anyone is that relationship we have is we're playing doubles tennis. We're in this together. We're on the same court. We're on the same side. And it's sometimes I'll hit the ball, sometimes you you back me up. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'll back you up. Mm -hmm. You know, if you miss those shots, it's just being there for each other, right? And that's what she does for me is she brings me back. She grounds me. She's like, hey, 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 hey let's be here with me right now. I get it. You want to be there. And then it's it's like, oh, I want I want this. And then you, you realize the words you're saying is I, I, I. Mm -hmm. And it's like, then she says like, we can do this together. Mm -hmm. we're, we're the same team. We're going to, figure it out like we said right so it's just rem reminding each other of that and remembering like oh, okay yeah i don't have to put that much stress mm. but obviously i guess for us we're we're men we want to be able to provide that for our, yeah. our, our partners right mm. we want to be able to give them the best life mm. and sometimes it we forget that we're on the same team that we can work together right mm. as opposed to us shouldering everything 
Mm. I think that's kind of where the, the paradigm shift now is in society this, these days is slowly going to that realization that we can work together, that the man doesn't have to do everything, mm. right? And sometimes, you know, <laughs> my, my partner, yes, she she's way more, she's progressed way further in her career and, and she's, you know, earning a lot more money than I am. And sometimes that hurts your ego, right? It's like, oh man, I've got to be the breadwinner. I've got to, mm. I'm the man of the house, right? But it's just it, it, reminding yourself, like, man, uh, removing that ego and just realizing that just just because we're on the same path to the future, our, our individual paths don't have to be the same. Mm. Like, I was telling her, yes, I want to see you progress in your career. I want to see you progress. I'm so happy for you. Like, when you get your promotions and stuff like that. Mm. And I'm so proud of her, how much she works hard and everything she does. Oh, fuck, I'm getting emotional. But, mm. you know, just thinking about it. <laughs> um, but I just had to remind myself, like, you know, for me, my my girl, my goal is to be a business owner, right? To create my own things, to create our own things, right? Mm. As a team. Mm. So it's it's going to be different. It's going to be a different journey. So mm. I, I have to, and she reminds me, like, you know, you're doing so good. Like, I'm proud of everything you've done. You're successful. But, you know, mm. our brand, yes, we, we're, we have created success, but it's not where we imagined we could be. We want to be further. We want to create more results. Mm. But I guess it's for us, it's about keeping at it and continuing on that the process of building and creating things and just adding value where we can right so it's yeah like just being reminded especially with your partner and talking it through and working to really working together like she even told me like i'm sorry for talking about my my partner so <laughs> i appreciate it i appreciate um, it she was like saying like oh if we need to um create like finances together if we we need to start budgeting together if we need to start doing this together this together like everything together it's just like wow i've never experienced that before right and it's it's i find so much gratitude in that because i realize like we are a team you're not alone in that partnership Mm. it's uh you know what i'm only realizing this right now in this moment her success is your success and your success is her success, right? Like, I'm only realizing that. Mm. Really now, like, it makes sense. Mm. Who cares if whoever's the breadwinner, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's going to the same pot, right? You're working towards the same thing. Mm-hmm. Wow, I just had that realization in that moment. Mm. Crazy. It's amazing. <laughs> mm. yeah, 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 like, thinking, yeah, thinking about my own relationship, <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, but like, yeah, talking about being a team, mm. and because, yeah, like as guys, we're always like, we got to figure this thing out, mm. and you know, a lot of the time, I'm trying to, I'm stressing about it, and sometimes emotion takes over me. Yeah. Like, oh, look, I get frustrated, whatever, and you know, sometimes she just goes, you know, you can just ask me for help. Yeah. I was like. Oh. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that to you. Exactly. It's like no, but yeah, like we're a team, and that's the thing. Like when 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 you get with your partner, you're not, you know, serving just yourself. Yeah. Like you know, you're not as much as you want to do as as provide as much as you can and make sure that like mm. they live the best life and like being they you're you're a team and you guys help each other in any way possible. Yeah. Like yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, like, yeah. I totally relate with what you're saying. Yeah. Mm. When we work together, we all win. Mm. In the, yeah, in the end, we win, man. Right? Mm-hmm. 
It makes things so much more easier. It's so much easier. Mm. But isn't it funny though, the ego that we build mm. when they're like, I can help you, you're like, <laughs> yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like, you try to push them away with, oh, I'm a man, you know, mm-hmm. I can yeah. do this, I don't mm-hmm. need your help. Then you go to your boys, it's like, hey, man, I need something. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. like, to be serious with it, I reckon it's just the attention that you actually give them. Because mm-hmm. when you look at it, just being present with that person and not putting yourself too far ahead. But just mm. like having a small goal, it's like maybe tomorrow we're going to do this. And in the past, it's like, oh, so what did you do yesterday? You yeah. know, just small things like that. Mm. And it hasn't been easy for me, but I'm working towards it. But like having just like small foundations like that, paying attention, being present, like right now in this room, man, I feel so alive because the energy I'm getting from both of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a halo is trying to drop down my head. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's like just having that small like interaction with your partner and my kids and my son as well. Mm. It's like, well, I really love this, yeah. you know? Mm. And I feel like the only thing that breaks it off is, I know I don't want to say this because most people might actually love what they do, but I'd rather spend time with my, my family, but, mm. you know, help other families do the same thing as me rather mm. than have to be at work and, mm. you know, be yeah. sad on what it is they really like doing. Yeah. So it's like, that's where I feel like the breakup is and how I try like form that back into shape again is, by trying to relapse what it's I missed out on. So mm. after work, it's like, oh, so what you guys could do today? What you guys buy? Did you guys mm-hmm. go to the shop? Did you go to the park? That's why I said, my little man, you're here. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. my daddy, let's go park. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like being present just gives you so much, um, you know, um, that, that, that realism. It's mm. like, this is where I'm at. This is what we're gonna do. Yeah. This is what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so being present really helps you shape yourself and the other person yeah. that mm-hmm. you're with. Mm-hmm. I think it's also like it's all about that ego perspective. Because <laughs> um, my mate as well, he says, like, man, like I love talking to you because you understand the way I see relationships. Because with him, his friend group, the way he he does his relationship is like similar to us. Like we're very loving, we're very caring. We see each other as a team. Well, he's he's always getting crap for from his 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 friends. He's like, oh, what you gonna treat your girl like this? Like make them want you all the time and like ignore them. You know, like, they're always on the chase, mm-hmm. and you gotta like act like a dickhead, right? I'm just like, it it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It's a, a lot of that society is well from his group is that that ego you have to be have high masculinity and it goes back to that theory of the superman and clark kent right everyone wants the superman a strong powerful Mm. confident guy Mm. but in reality people want the clark kent but they're too like like they don't want people to see clark kent Mm. right they were because Clark Kent, what he's the humble, quiet, introverted guy. He's very nice, very kind, and very gentle. Mm. Mm. In reality, all women want that. But the thing is, you can be both, mm. just like Superman. Mm. He's both Superman, he's both Clark Kent. Mm. It's just being in that situation, knowing when it's necessary. Mm. Would you, sorry, would you describe that as being feminine and masculinity? Feminine masculinity. Oh, yeah. Um, in some sense, if in some honest. sense, I think it's understanding the female needs. Yes, right. 
because <laughs> I explained this to my, my mate and he was like saying yeah like you know I can be Superman in the bedroom you know like <laughs> <laughs> confident powerful but then when you're out with your your friends you can just be that quite kid the very gentle loving person right mm. and it's that's what we all try that's what we want to be for our, our partners right that mm. that person that they really love mm. and it's all fun like that confident that strong yeah, yeah, yeah. that that guy that just like it's just so powerful, right? Mm. We don't want to be a guy that's just oh my god, like control me. Mm. No, it's it's about understanding when the situation is needed, mm. right? Sorry, guys. I think a great example because you were talking about being in the bedroom and all. Quagmire came in mind. But um, like he actually kind of displays the attitude as well. Mm. You know, if you guys watch Family Guy and all, like. That's where actually I develop a lot of my English from as well. You know, right. Simpsons, Family Guy, um, what was the other one? South Park. If there was mm. a lot of swearing in that side. So yeah, Quagmire, like, he resembles a lot of, um, you know, good attributes. If you actually look at what it is that he actually um, developed over time, I think he was a pilot himself as well. Mm. Uh, there was a few things he, um, he did on the side. He's 60 years old and look at how good he looks. Because <laughs> <laughs> he has that positive attitude. It's that chin, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 don't you start on me. <laughs> But yeah, so sorry, go on. So just like having to split the two difference, you mm-hmm. know, being the humble you and being the, hey, look, you know, this I can do this on my own. I don't mm-hmm. need your help. Like, mm-hmm. how, how can you combine those two together? Well, it's, as I said before, it's knowing your partner's needs, right? It's mm-hmm. knowing when a certain situation requires you to be that confident, that, that man that just overtakes, like powerful, and, you know, overpowers them, right? And it is that time when you need to be that gentle person to to be that, that ear for them, right? Because when my mate was telling me, he was like saying, oh, yeah, like they always treat their, like even when they're, they're groups, like, oh, like they treat them like crap, you know, mm. they push mm-hmm. their women away. Mm-hmm. And then they're like always like laughing at him because he's so loving and so caring. And I'm just like, you know, well, that's the misunderstanding of that masculinity, that, that ego that mm. I always have to be this person. I have to look, the way he put it is you do it. For the boys, you know, you look, you, mm. it makes you look like you're the, the stronger guy in front of the boys, right? Mm. Like, oh yeah, I'm I'm the the head of the, the partnership, or I, I control this person that's under me. Mm. But it, it, it's just like, for me personally, it's just like, why would you treat your, your partner, the person you love like that? Why would you treat them like crap, mm. right? And I guess going back to your question, how do you find that harmony in being the superman the clark kent uh well obviously as i said all relationships are different and we've had this conversation like i can only speak from my experiences and i'm not going to say these experiences are going to help you but i can only share what i've done and it's up to you to take it or not Mm. right and i guess yeah for 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 me it's when in, in those times of those discussions when you're having a, a discussion of something's happened, right? And she, it's just being thankful of not being so reactive. Like, thank you for not lashing out on me mm. when I did this or I did that. <clears throat> it's understanding that this person is still a human being and they're not perfect, mm. right? And it goes back to understanding your emotions and being responsive as opposed to reactive and as i said it's a lot of practice and 
it takes a lot of patience, especially if you're not that person who is patient. It's a lot harder, mm-hmm. right? Mm. And this is what I told my mate. Like, man, one thing about you, you're, you're not patient enough. You gotta be patient with your 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 partner, mm. right? And sometimes one person might put a lot more effort than the other, mm. but then if it gets to a point when you feel like you're putting so much more effort than the other person, that's when you need to communicate that. That's why communication is so necessary. Mm. And this is, I guess, one way that can potentially prevent those things from happening is I told him, like, have you had a sit down with your partner and had a discussion? What are your values? What what are you guys' boundaries? Where you, What's the purpose of the relationship, right? And I believe that's necessary because it adds that structure in relationship, right? And some might like question like, oh, why are you guys doing that? Or why don't you just go by the flow, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if you're going with the flow, you, there's no, you're not, you're not stable. There's no stability. Mm-hmm. You're just water just flowing through everything. You're not a rock. You're mm-hmm. letting everything just happen mm-hmm. as opposed to sometimes standing your ground. Being solid. Being solid, right? Because mm-hmm. as much as we have this idea of being free, innately we need structure in our lives mm. that's why if we have a lawless world i'm getting a bit philosophical now <laughs> but it, I, it, there's no structure there's no like I, I guess there's no alignment there's no purpose mm. if you think about it uh, i forgot how i think it was jordan peterson who was talking about it without laws there's no structure and without the structure we have no purpose we don't have a goal we don't have anything for us to give us any guidance for mm-hmm. right that's why things with structure structures yields yields results yes right? it does <laughs> that's why it's so necessary definitely um, and it's building those foundations mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. foundations is, is is so important without the foundation of a building it's going to collapse right mm-hmm. you like in the bible you build a church on sand there's no foundation there it's just going to slide away you build mm-hmm. you use a rock mm-hmm. you build your church on a rock it's solid mm-hmm. there's foundation it's strong mm-hmm. but it's about building and finding that foundation for your own relationships mm-hmm. that's where it begins mm-hmm. but as i said i am just speaking from experience and what i've learned from other people who've had successful relationships mm-hmm. like relationships that lasted decades mm-hmm. you know so it's just sharing those experiences and learning from them and then utilizing them in our own way like as Bruce Lee said like take what you can and then discard what you don't need and make it your own right paraphrasing the the quote obviously that's not exactly how it was but Mm. just in taking information and then putting it to the test testing Mm. and experimenting failing and then finding success where it works and obviously it's going to adjust like I, I mentioned this book before um adam grant think again you know sometimes it works but how do you change that you reframe you adjust you, you gotta change how you think mm-hmm. just because yes it works can we make it better mm-hmm. potentially but how do you make it better you gotta ask those questions how how can we make it where are we going wrong what can we improve on mm-hmm. it's a whole process but as i said i'm not a freaking professional i am just a, a dude that's deeply in love and wants to, <laughs> wants to have the best to be the best partner he can be 
and I'm just sharing my experiences as well, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, you guys, like, you've been in relationships way longer than I have. Like, how have you guys made your relationships work till now? Mm-hmm. Well, I've, uh, well, our relationship is actually not as old as people <laughs> might think, but I 100% agree with you. Having that communication and mm-hmm. building up those that structure, like you said, because a lot of the times the, the other person might not even know. The, where you want to go because yeah. a lot of the times when you're even when you begin a relationship you already have this kind of thought of okay this is where i'm going to be in the future this is what we're going to do like we're saying i'm saying i'm saying we yeah. but i haven't even taken her thing into <laughs> consideration yes. oh, i'm going to yeah. be here and then i'm going to be here yeah. this is my job here and then but if you don't have that communication you're going to realize oh wait hold on that's not what she wants yes. like how we go we have to find, come together and figure out, yeah. okay, this is where we want to go and mm. have that communi- communication yeah. and yeah, build those foundations and have that like North Star type of yeah. like, you know, like we can always go, go back to this is what, mm. what we talked about. This is our values. And, you know, we're going to go back to this. If ever we have some sort of disagreement, mm. oh, babe, did you know, you know, remember we talked about this, you know, we wanted to go this direction. And the one thing that, um, I guess I was going to ask during that thing <laughs> was how often should that discussion come up? Because mm. I guess I guess it's a thing that will change yeah. from time to time. And I guess you just always have to continuously have that open communication mm. with, with them. Yeah. Well, sorry. It's, I reckon it should be on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So it could be either early in the morning before the day starts or mm. after the day. Because remember... You know, circumstances change throughout the day because maybe in the morning you guys had a good time, but when she went to work or you went to work, mm. someone gave you a hard time. So you come mm. home instead of you, um, you know, just humbling yourself, saying, "This is who I say I want to be with. This is who's gonna make me happy. This is who I who can make me happy. This is who mm. I can make make me happy." Mm-hmm. You tend to actually throw off your attitude onto this person mm. rather than having to let go of what it is you went through, which is you having a decision. You came home. You can either discuss it, communicate, talk over it, or you can just let go of it, come back in and just mm-hmm. make everything, you know, flow through properly. So just mm-hmm. having a balance in between those two, because you cannot have a, a balance between work and life. You can only have one, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. I can't come to that conclusion right now. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, mm. um, sorry, just, I'm going to lead a little bit more. You mentioned communication and, you know, like, how did you guys, um, um, have that foundation between your relationships and make it last until now. For me, I would say just the last three years that's gone, three years that's gone by. One thing that never left me that me and her would talk over, but we wouldn't really like, like title it, which is communication, um, trust, be you and be professional. Now, those are words that came out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. I just picked it up and I was just like, huh. That's what it is I actually want to be. That's actually what I want to do. Now, the fact that she said it out loud, I wrote it down and it never left me because when you communicate, you let both the fears, the doubts, you know, um, both the positive, the, um, you know, the negative, just all out at once. Mm. Now, you guys just like went over that. Everything's sorted. Now, when you're going to, um, when you guys are going to trust, like, you know, maybe they're going to come and tell you something bad, you know, how, how are you going to handle that? Do you trust this person well enough for them to tell you? Either it could be like a secret from 
you know, like maybe let's say your her friends are telling her something, but she doesn't want to share because it's bothering her. Mm. So she needs to share with somebody she trusts so much, which is you. Mm. Now, are you able to keep that secret between you and her? Why are you going to pass that on to what her mm. friends told her? Mm. Now that could be a conflict, right? So mm. having that little trust, like mutual trust, that can actually like um, sustain something for the long run. But again, that's not what it is. I'm saying, obviously, you and your partner talk about what it is. Her friends tell you, she's not going to tell you. You know, that's what they talk about. Mm-hmm. And then um, just being you, it's just like, who are you? Who do you who do you say you are to your partner? Who do you say you are to your friends? Who do you say you are to the world? You know, you got to be that person. Sometimes the world can actually reflect off you, and sometimes the world can reflect through you. So. If you reflect off the world, most times you you'll make mistakes. But if the world reflects off you, sometimes you actually do good in between. And then being professional, man, pro- professionalism is one thing that we all want to be, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I've been working on, and I can't say I've improved in any ways. But I would say, in communication wise, that in smidge has twisted a little bit, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm finding my voice in who mm-hmm. I am. So, yeah, just wanted to say thank you for bringing that up, boys. <laughs> for sure, man. Oh, thanks I, for know, sharing that, man. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Yeah. You know, people could learn from our experiences, potentially, mm. right? That's why yeah. we share our stories. Mm. Um, obviously, we don't share everything, right? But we only share what we feel is comfortable. But um, going to back to Joe's question about how often do you have that conversation? Um, well, it, it depends in what context of that conversation are you talking about the, the deep discussion or is it I guess that deep discussion yeah, yeah. well you know, sometimes it, it, I guess you know I've been in my relationship long but we have a lot of deep discussions we have a lot of times where we just talk a lot we just spend quality time together and sometimes it's just like thinking of the future and Think, oh, we're, we're just dream building, right? Mm. And sometimes through the events of things happening, you add on to the values mm. just through those experiences. We were like, oh, because of this event, we realized, okay, this needs to be in the our values now. So we added on. Mm. And then when we had those that deep discussion early on, it was it was pretty early on, maybe a, a couple of weeks in. Mm-hmm. about like our values and stuff like that um i think it yes it's necessary it's, it's good to have it as often as regular as possible but it, it's just something you have to set aside right like a good idea is like you know like a business structure i would say is a pretty good idea what we have our quarterly okrs right that's mm-hmm. pretty similar to a relationship hey Where's this relationship going? Mm. Well, how is our relationship doing right now? Mm. Where can we improve on? Where do we want to go? Being accountable, yeah? Mm. Yeah, being accountable. Mm. It's not like we have a weekly accountability right to each <laughs> other. It's what we choose, what we want to do. Like for me, I one thing I tell her is uh, I, I want to earn her love every day because every day is new, mm. right? Yes, I may have earned your love yesterday, but it doesn't give me the right to just be like, oh, hey, because I did this for you yesterday, I can do this. It, every day is new. That Isn't that what it means to be in the present moment? Mm. Why are you looking back on the past, what you did before? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like what people have done in their life when they're so accomplished in what they've done before. They always look back on the, the past. Mm. Like, All right, cool, man. Like, that's a great story. Mm. Like, 
what's next? What's the future? Where mm. are you going? Right? That's the, the conversations we care about. Mm. Even with our relationship, it's right, what's next? We reflect on what's happened, but then we look forward to the future, right? Mm. Like, I, like that saying I say is look back on the past and then look forward for the future. But, you know, always remain and embrace the present moment. Mm. And it's just how can you renew that every day? How can you earn that love every day, right? Mm. How can you, you show that love? And if something happens, maybe potentially you could be like, hey, I think we need to have a conversation and just reflect. Let's review. Uh, where have I, you know, not been a loving partner? Where have I, where can I improve? Or sometimes it could be just reviewing your love language again. Mm-hmm. Or maybe has my love language changed? And sometimes it does. Sometimes mm-hmm. something goes more and then something goes less. Mm-hmm. And it's through those experiences you learn, ah, oh, okay, maybe this is how I can be more loving. Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. it's, I guess, yeah, that, that's a good guideline. A quarterly, hey, can we have a sit down and just like talk about our relationship? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. This sounds like a relationship counseling. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, as I said before, we are only talking from our experiences and what we believe could potentially help people's relationships, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like we know everything. It's, we're not going to be like, hey, if you do this, you're going to have a healthy relationship. <laughs> no, it's just being, hey, from what I've experienced, what we've experienced, this has worked so far. And sometimes that might just, you know, we could have this conversation two months from now, a year from now, and things can potentially change, mm. right? Definitely. And it's just like mm. it's adapting, adjusting, and then you just keep pushing forward. What's your North Star? Are mm. we getting closer to our North Star? No. Did we did we change courses potentially? All right, how do we get back on track? Mm. And it's just, you know, and even it could be just spending time together and just through the conversations it just happens mm-hmm. right like one thing i noticed with my partner i haven't been on netflix as much as i used to be mm-hmm. and even when we're together like the tv is like hardly ever on mm-hmm. we're just talking we're just discussing stuff mm-hmm. or we're just doing stuff right mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like you know playing games like uh, yeah washing the dishes yeah. you know <laughs> snuggling Spend, spending time spending, spending time, time together time. right mm-hmm. uh, i'm a christian man <laughs> hey don't touch me man no none of that before marriage how dare you don't look at me like that i don't have a kid right <laughs> but that's what I'm, I'm saying it's when we say be present and I have to do this too. It's a reminder for me. Like, be present. Like, where are you right now? Who's in front of you? Right? Mm. Who are you with? Like, I'm with the boys right now. Mm. And I appreciate you. Like, I, I love spending time with you guys. I love hearing your stories and your perspectives on life. It, it, it's just coming back to like, when you're with your partner, like, you know, how can you make those moments last? Mm. And imagine if this was your last moment, like, is it going to be a moment to remember? Is it going to be a moment you're going to be happy with? Mm. If something happens to you, are you going to be happy the way you left it? Mm. Right. Mm. It's removing that ego again. You all, We mm. always want to be right. We always want to be the person that is correct. But sometimes we just have to hold our, our, our tongue. And just let it happen, mm. right? Letting mm. go, letting the ego go. Mm-mm. We can't always be right. We can't always be the, the, the hero, right? Sometimes we have to be the villain. 
Sometimes mm. we do so that they can experience to be the hero. Mm. Right? Ooh. I think most times we are the villain. Yeah. Mm. Who knows? Mm. That's up to you to decide. <laughs> or is that mm. by you becoming the villain that you become the hero? That's what you mean. Ah, reverse, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I guess we're just going to get into a loop here now. Like, but then we can be like this and like that. But he knows me too well. <laughs> <laughs> I know you too well, man. I'm just going to get you back on track, pull you out of that loop and, you know, come back here. But yeah, like, what do you, what do you think? What do you guys think about that question? Um, like, how often do you think you would be a good amount to have this conversation? Like, do you ever have this conversation, right? Mm. Um, yeah, I guess I guess the reason why I ask that question is because when I notice that when I'm having like a conversation with like Yuka, the the those values change when certain set circumstances mm. happen. So, we'll, like something you know, I don't know, something to do with. I don't know, my own health or something yeah, like yeah. that. And I would be like, okay, okay, it's it's changed a little bit. Yeah. We're gonna have to have this discussion. Yeah. You know, what what do we do now? What's the next step? And I guess, um, do you kind of wait for something to happen or do you just have that initial conversation like a much more earlier than oh, that? That's a good question. That's urgency, right? It comes down to urgency because most times most times they're already like, you know, uh uh, address the elephant in the room mm-hmm. until it's grown a little bigger than it should have. Mm-hmm. So I would say it's it really depends on where you are. Like you mm-hmm. said, depending depending on the circumstances, right? Mm-hmm. Most times you don't know that this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. So either the other person sees it and actually gives you a little bit of a tip. It's like, hey, look, I noticed this is happening a lot. Maybe we should talk mm-hmm. over it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you'll notice yourself. It's like this person is kind of acting different when, you know, I bring this certain topic up. Maybe I should speak differently, you know? Mm-hmm. So that could be something you could um, address um, at an earlier stage or it could be something that you have to wait for. Mm-hmm. But most times when you wait, you don't know. It's a <laughs> yeah. massive amount of things to deal with. So. Mm-hmm. It's um it's hard to deal with, but if I was to say, I would say you should probably try to deal with it on a daily basis. So if it's a weekly, monthly type of thing, I would say deal with it. Mm-hmm. You have to deal with it. both of you guys come as one, you know, just unite, just yeah. bring everything out at once and have an understanding, you know, just mm-hmm. having that respect for one another and just be like, okay, look, I understand where you are. I know you understand where I'm at. What can we do together to improve both where we are at, mm-hmm. you know? Well, it's, I think it's the... It's better to have prevention than the cure. Correct. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And obviously, sometimes you can't know until it happens. Mm-hmm. But we can always do our best to prevent those things, like eating healthier, exercising, or having those communications, those conversations before they happen. Mm-hmm. Right. But then there's also the potentiality you, you're creating the conversations by having the conversations right Mm -hmm. it's about uh, i guess it's about finding that balance of all right yes we have this north star and you know business as well we have the north star this is our goal then you have your sub goals your sub tasks Mm -hmm. how do we get there let's say your north star is i want to have a family i want to live a long life what do you have to do to live a long life all right, I reckon I got a question for both of you. <laughs> okay, just before that, just uh, so unfortunately we had a rookie mistake and our SD card got full, so 
we missed a big chunk of content. Mm. So, but we'll, it's getting late. So we'll try to close this out soon. Um, but yes, Richard said he had a question for us. What is your question? Well, the whole topic tonight was actually a relationship, right? So being in that topic, it just made me question. In my reflections, I realized how we became friends. Now I want to know about you two. How did you two become friends? And how have you guys actually sustained this long relationship between one another? Mm -hmm. And it kind of aligns with everything else, right? Because if you can maintain a relationship with one specific person, you can also do the same with various of other people. Mm -hmm. So how have you guys maintained that? And how do you think you guys can also inflict the same thing to others? Meaning you can make friends with everybody that comes across your path. Mm. Good question. Good question. Mm. Do you wanna? <laughs> sure, yeah. I'll go yeah. do this. Um, like we've known each other since like childhood, pretty much. Mm. Yeah. We were in the same church, grew up in the same church, mm. and you know we hang out with. I only got like close to you and the boys mm. pretty recent, like twenty eighteen, I'd say. Mm. That's when I started getting close to the boys because mm -hmm. I was still a young kid. Like I wasn't, mm -hmm. you know, hanging out with them. And then as I got older, obviously I um, was able to get closer with them. Um, and I guess how we built that relationship was initially through the difficult times. Mm -hmm. We were able to find support in each other. Mm -hmm. But I want to go back to a discussion I had with my partner and we were discussing about friendships as well and looking back on our friendship groups now and uh, for me my friendship group now is very small I have a small circle that I, I know I can trust and really call truly like family and friends but one thing she was asking me is uh, and she realized she said that I noticed that majority of friendships are formed through trauma, right? And I was like, yeah, wow. A lot of my friendships before were formed through trauma. We built that, we were vulnerable with each other. We built a strong relationship through that, but it's not sustainable. sustainable. It's very, oh, it, it, it's very toxic. It's like you're limited to a degree. Yes, you're limited mm. to a degree. Mm -hmm. By saying that, we we built and grew that relationship through the trauma. Mm -hmm. But what allowed us to have a stronger relationship and to be where it is now, which I believe is necessary for relationships to grow, is we started to look at the future. We started to look more than the trauma itself. Mm -hmm. The discussions stopped becoming supported from our personal struggles and and sorrows and challenges in life and they became where are we going what are we going to do with our life what do we want to achieve mm -hmm. you see the difference mm -hmm. when you get stuck in a relationship where it's just constantly talking about our traumas our vulnerabilities <coughs> that's when it becomes so toxic mm -hmm. it, that's what it becomes a part of you exactly yes it, it becomes mm -hmm. your identity and that's what your relationship is all, all built on that mm -hmm. trauma and and when you start talking about something else it feels weird right mm -hmm. have you ever had that feeling when you had that relationship when you had that relationship with someone and it's based on trauma and then you have a discussion about something else it's like uh, uh this feels uncomfortable mm -hmm. why doesn't why are we talking about something like our traumas <laughs> and like oh our sufferings mm -hmm. and yeah. support yeah yeah and I'm, I'm not i'm not taking that away from anyone mm -hmm. but i'm just saying this 
if you live your life based on your trauma, because what is tra- uh, and, and anxieties? Because what, what is trauma? Trauma is the past, past mm-hmm. experience. Anxiety is the future. Mm-hmm. If you, you your identity is stuck on that trauma <laughs> and you don't move past that, mm-hmm. your whole life is going to be built upon that. Mm-hmm. And it's if someone in that group ends up moving past that and you're still stuck there. Mm-hmm. That's gonna ruin it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's gonna hurt you even more. Mm-hmm. So uh, what happened with Gerald and I is yes, we built our, our, our relationship on that trauma, but mm-hmm. we realized we can't stay here. Mm-hmm. We, we we can do something more. We can do something greater. Mm-hmm. And it's when you had that relationship, you don't have to do something together. It's just realizing, oh, you want to go here. All right, how can I be that supportive friend? Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be better. Oh, how can I be that supportive friend? And oftentimes, yeah, you will you will come back, right? You will come back to those times when you, you move back to those traumas. But it's not a, it's about understanding when that happens. You I go back to my, my values is you listen, you understand, you accept, you love, and you stay curious. You ask those questions, right? And that's helped me to reflecting on those values, to use it in almost everything in life. Mm-hmm. So it's you can't attach your identity to those things. That, that, that trauma, that relationship that you built on, because for something to grow and to become better, you need to change. Mm. Right? That, that relationship needs to change. And for it to change, you need, yourself needs to change, and the other person in that part needs to change. Mm. Yeah. I guess that's how we built that relationship because we know we can support each other because we've been through the tough shit. Mm-mm. but we're going somewhere else Mm-mm. we're looking forward to something greater exactly yeah it's having that moment where we like okay we've we've because we will when we went through that we were able to support each other yeah. grow that connection deeper but then what after that we can't just keep talking about our traumas <laughs> to each other just like okay well <laughs> that's why i guess that this brand has helped us as well because okay what are we going to do with this brand well we can we know we can build something from this, help other people. Yeah. And, you know, how are we going to do it? We're going to do it together. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one way to go, right? One man can change the world, but two can make a lot of difference. Many can make a difference. Mm-hmm. Right. Starts off with one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it, man. Mm-hmm. But that's a great question. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, so crazy how sometimes the conversations you have previously they just pop out like oh wow like i just had this conversation it's so crazy <laughs> mm-hmm. like wow. just life and the universe just mm-hmm. sometimes it just knows what you need mm-hmm. and you just have to have the open ear to listen like what porn said mm-hmm. and have the open ear to listen to what the world is trying to tell you mm-hmm. the crazy thing as well is about our relationship is that we probably wouldn't be in the same uh because i'm i'm much more older than him actually so like the age difference is a big difference and so normally you wouldn't see like this like, oh, like, oh, like, but i don't know we just had that that yeah. instant connection with each other as well yeah. so, isn't isn't that really that matters sorry? just the connection just yes isn't yeah, 100% really matters, the age, the yeah, yeah. age never was a thing mm, yeah, yeah. Well, so, i love mm, it i love it mm. i enjoyed it's a pleasure to see you both in the same room <laughs> I uh, appreciate you, man, oh, yeah. for you coming in, yeah. coming here and sharing your story. Amazing story. And mm. I know you have so much more to share. I know that mine is like, like no, 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 no. Honestly, <laughs> mine is just like, shh. Oh, okay. I want to listen to what that. 
Yeah. No, people want to listen to what you have to yeah. say. They've heard us. They've heard <laughs> us. They've heard us. They're probably like, oh man, these guys again. Let's listen to Richard. <laughs> they haven't heard enough, honestly. There's so much to be revealed. There's always more. Like, mm-hmm. The best is yet to come. Mm-hmm. The best is yet to come. All right. Let's take this baby into landing. Let's close this out. Three questions. What are you grateful for? What have you realized? And what is the question you want to ask yourself or the viewers? I'm grateful for family. Yeah. Mm. Um, what have I realized is sometimes doing it alone isn't really the best choice to make. Yes. Mm. And one question I ask the viewers is, what are you trying to change that you've done in the past? Or what are you trying to change that you didn't do well in yesterday? Because today you're doing something, but yesterday you did something. Yeah. Mm. I love it. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Mm. Thank you, Richard, for taking the time to join us in our podcast. Thank you for sharing your story and being vulnerable with us. We really appreciate that. And we thank you. Thank you so much for sharing it with us and everyone who's listening. We hope that they can find value through your story and our stories. And we can only hope to do our part to bring value to the world. All right. So thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate all the support and love that you give us. And as we always say, always take care, always stay safe, and always get up. Peace. Oh, get up. <laughs>